Investors may have a new appreciation for you. Get what you pay for after a system-wide outage leaves Robinhood's trading clients shut out of a huge rebound rally. It was bad. We will fill you in on what happened and the damages and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Joe Salcihai, coming to you live from uh, just outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. PayArmor, which is Joust's invoice payment guarantee product, supports seven, those 71% of the gig economy workforce that sometimes experiences non-payment. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. And when you enter promo code Money with Friends, you'll get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF. Big thanks to Joust and uh, George and the team over there. If you're somebody that uh, runs your own business, you owe it to yourself, Bobby, to at least try Joust out. Yes, we've all been there with non-payment. It's not fun. How about uh, being separated from your stocks? That's not fun either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that on today's show. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off this discussion about the popular app Robinhood. This is Tara from Rise Up. Just when you thought it couldn't get better, it's time for our headlines. This story comes to us from Zach's, a thanks to writer Daniel LeBeau. The headline is, I'm not selling because Robinhood won't let me. And uh, this happened when we had the Dow surging 1,300 points in the biggest point gain at that point in history. Um, and the article be- begins, I'm actually going to skip a little bit um, into the meat of the article. At the height of the trading excitement, Millennial's favorite trading platform, Robinhood, is suffering a system-wide outage. The over 10 million users on Robinhood's free trading platform have seen their current holdings frozen with no way to buy or sell any assets. Um, and this writer talks about that he purchased Microsoft on Friday through Robinhood's mobile app, which he planned on selling on Monday. And he was going to make a quick turnaround, day trading. And uh, this is a horrible sign for the mobile trading startup. Robinhood is best known for its industry-disrupting offering of commission-free trading. The markets are hitting record highs. And Robinhood server, this is what was happening then, Robinhood server's infrastructure is not developed enough to handle its 10 million plus users. High volatility markets with massive volumes have never tested the company. And the fact that it was frozen it froze everybody's assets during the market's biggest one-day rally of the year is not only beyond frustrating, but a massive red flag. The inability to service customers when they need it most makes the makes us question the firm's ability to be recognized as a legitimate trading platform. Robinhood's platform demonstrated a flaw last fall when individuals were able to gain infinite leverage through a loophole that the company has six, has since fixed. I forgot about that one, Joe. Yeah. This shows there's more though, guys coming. There's more. This shows the firm's platform is still at an earlier stage in development than its competitors and has bugs. Robinhood is... There's more. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, but oh, wait. Yeah. 
Robinhood has lost the faith of many of its users, and the platform will undoubtedly lose a significant number of investors if they do not appropriately handle the shutdown. The platform's non-existent liquidity is going to cost the company a lot. If Robinhood doesn't have the cash to compensate those that lost money from this freeze appropriately, they risk not only losing clients, but potential lawsuits. Millennial investors are going to turn to more mature trading platforms that can handle any level of traffic like Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade. Obviously, guys, this is this author's opinion, Pete. Which Schwab yes. recently announced a uh, $26 billion acquisition of uh, AMTD. E-Trade also stands to gain with Morgan Stanley, who just announced it'll be buying the company for $13 billion. The consolidation of these, the author says, quote, more legitimate online brokerages will allow the companies to leverage competitive scale advantages that Robinhood's young platform is, is unable to do. There have been discussions of the business taking its shares public. This outage will likely put this pending IPO on hold. Then the author has a takeaway where he says the system-wide outage of one of the highest volume trading days could mark the end of Robinhood if it's not corrected and investors aren't made whole. Robinhood's 10 plus million clients represents a massive potential market for competing trading platforms if these investors decide their money be safer with one of the more mature brokerages. This piece is unbelievable to me. And, yes. it's, and it's unbelievable, Bobby, not because of the fact that this happened. What was unbelievable is this author says that this, that this might be the thing that finally like nothing's says, ever gone wrong before. Right? Finally says, th- th- this isn't going to hurt Robinhood. You know how I know? Because 10 million people still use this platform. And this is at least the fourth time it's done something to, to put the screws to people that trust the platform. Like why are they, any, are they paying attention, Joe? I don't, I, why anybody's doing anything different would do anything different because of this is beyond me. People don't pay attention. They're, they're not going to change. Robin Hood has been screwing us for such a long time. And yet, and, 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 and by that, what I mean is not on a daily basis. It, at one point, if you like trading stocks for free and you were okay with the fact that there weren't other services and you were also okay with the fact that they were selling your positions, which by the way, other brokers do that. So mm-hmm. that's fine. It's but all if, about disclosure. But, 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 if, but if you were okay with that, and they weren't really disclosed. If you remember, the first time they got in trouble was because they weren't really disclosing that. Yeah. Second time they got in trouble was because they offered a high yield savings account and said, well, it's SBIC insured. That's not even what SBIC insurance does. It doesn't insure your savings account. And SIPC turned them in. Like the people that they were saying were insuring it turned them in because it was a lie. And then, or and maybe it's not a lie. Maybe it's just they don't know what they're doing, which still scares the hell out of me. And then, uh, what was the next one? The one that was, the, the, the one we just had here. Oh, the um, uh, the problem the guy talks about in the, in, in, in the piece. I don't, I don't know. There's so much. There's so much. Um. Yeah. How do you think our, our money friends thought about that? We kind of asked them um, if they were or are client, would you move to a more established trading platform? We put that out on our Instagram. So you clearly think that these 10 million people are still staying with it with all the things, all the things. I would, I would love it if people are smarter than this. I would love it, but I just don't, I don't know. I, th- th- this is one I can't call. What do you think they should have said and what do you think they did say? Let's put it 100% that way. of people there there is 
there, I'm not saying that Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or E-Trade or Morgan Stanley or whoever are your buddies. I don't think they're your buddies. I don't think they're your friends. No, they're businesses that are out for profit, but that's America. And that's a good thing because everyone should get paid for work that they do. They're competent. Appropriately. appropriately. Yes, they're competent right. at what they do. So 100% should leave and go to, a, go to a competent brokerage firm. Go to a competent. So it should be 100%. I'm out of here. What was it, do you think, of our very non-scientific poll of our money friends on our Instagram, which is at moneyfriendspod. That's my plug. Everyone be on our Instagram. 80% are staying. You're really close. You're good at this. 70% said they're going to give them a second chance. It's a, it's, it, but it's yeah, not 70%. the second. It isn't. And, and for people hanging out with us on YouTube, my face, I, I, I'm sitting here watching our monitor and my face is turned red, which doesn't happen all that often. But I, it isn't the second chance. This will be the at least the fourth chance that you're giving Robin Hood. Well, that, that's my phrasing. So right. that was one of the choices right. was I'm sticking or give them a second chance. So that, that's on me. I didn't, I didn't have a choice to say I'm giving them a fourth chance. Yes. To be fair, have to defend them. But they did have some thoughts on that, on this whole matter. So do you want to read some? I think I sent those to you if you want to read some of the, yeah. the comments that they had. Because um, you can understand... Um, Jackster, Jackster says, Jackster, you're going to get me going again. I'm just starting to calm down and you're getting me going again. Jackster says it could happen to any company. Geez. Yes. It could happen to any company once, maybe twice. It doesn't happen this often with this for if, if Robin Hood cared about you at all, they wouldn't, they wouldn't still be doing this. Josh MC seven says, as long as they work to fix the issues, I'm good. If it happens a second time, I'm out. So here's the thing. So I phrased it second. That's my bad because I didn't really think about the fact that there were all these other ones when I was writing the question. Yeah. But I think that also speaks to the fact that he wasn't aware that there that this wasn't really the first time that there's been an incident. That there to to your point that you made earlier that a lot of the 10 million plus users are not necessarily paying attention. And the truth is, if you were a Robinhood user and you didn't try to trade stock that day and you didn't see the articles come out about it, you were unaware. And that could be a lot of those people. Which is, which is other frustration. I'll, 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 I'll set aside my frustration with the trading platform for a minute, Bobby. One person is on your side though, Joe. The bit, yeah, Logan says uh, Robinhood's advantages are no longer unique. So why put up with a headache? I'm totally with you, Logan. No reason to be there. There is zero reason to be there the, uh, until they get it together. And then once they prove for a while that they've got it together, hey, I don't want to be a Robinhood hater. Go, go trade then with them or any other platform. The um, setting that aside. Let's talk about the let's let's talk about let's get let's get past the elephant in the room. Okay. Yeah. No, let's talk about the other other elephant in the room. Why the hell are so many people trading on that day? I feel like I I'm ranting nonstop. I'm, I'm Uncle Joe getting angry about everything. But but why are so many people trading on that day? Why? The market is is super volatile. It's all based on news. It's also based on stuff that we can't predict. More than mm-hmm. anything, on that particular day, the market was going straight up, right? Mm-hmm. Are, these, are these people that maybe got out of the market and then realized that they might have screwed themselves? 
Maybe. That's possible. But I will tell you that there are people that may have sold stocks for reasons that were unrelated to market timing, maybe compliance issues with the company, things like that. And they did, or maybe they're just in their natural dollar cost averaging and they had a pileup of money. They had money on the side that maybe they were waiting to put in. And this they could see that this could be an inflection point. But that would make it, dollar cost averaging down. But that would make it a normal trading day. That would True, make but, it a but, normal But trading. you might choose a day when you saw, you, you really saw so much pullback. And if you do have money on the sidelines, of course, you can't market time your way in. That's never going to work long term. But you can also say, I have this money. I've been waiting. This is a day I, maybe I'll put a little bit in um, because it is. it was looking for better value if that's not the market was overvalued. But again, that is market timing. So I know you're going to get mad at me for saying that. But I'm just saying, not that I know anyone that would do that. It is is frustrating. It's frustrating seeing that not only do we have records being set for the market itself, we have record people out there trading. A lot of people came into the market on that day. The worst time to run in the street is when there's lots of cars in the street. Don't don't go run in the street on that day. I mean, that's that's the it is if, if 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 you're if you're making trades. The best day to make trades are low volume days because that means on those days, I can base my trade on much more reliable data. Data, data always makes sense new and, and is fairly a little bit predictable. News is never predictable. And heavy trading days always seem to happen on news days. So I don't I don't want to trade based on news because I don't know what news is going to hit me next. As an example, as we're recording this, read this morning that uh, that the um, uh, a coronavirus problem in China seems to be lowering. Who expected that this morning? Well, the rate I believe it's the rate of infection growth is the rate of inflection growth down. is abating. Yes. Yes. It is not eradicated. There is no cure. No, but the it is not accelerating anymore, and that's really encouraging. But I did not expect the acceleration rate to be slowing today. Many that, people did not. That yes. was a surprise to me, and yes. why I would trade based on news that could surprise me tomorrow versus sure. data that's much more reliable. It, it just it it drives the financial plan Look, nuts. And as we know, the day after this huge market surge, we had the Fed come in and somewhat unexpectedly, we thought they might do something at some time soon, but they did cut rates by um, half of basis, by um, 50 basis points. And, um, you know, after a knee-jerk upward reaction, the markets came down. It's still, we don't, we don't know in the future what will happen by the time this show airs, but certainly we had a pullback right after we had that huge surge. So you don't know. So absolutely long-term, but I do think that it is always good to buy on the dips if you can, but it's very dangerous. I admit that. Um, We're here on YouTube. Let's change the subject from that. Um, Greg is here with us. Yeah. And he says, comment. Go ahead. I can't imagine how scary that would be for their platform users at Robinhood. Never mind losing out on the gains. I'd be worried my money was gone. Wouldn't you be worried? I'd be worried. The good news is, by the way, and that did happen. By the way, to be fair, I want to say that did happen with Fidelity sometime recently. Nothing actually happened, but their website had an issue. Just the website, nothing actual. And uh, when people woke up, their what it said in their account was not accurate temporarily because they were just doing some kind of technical um, upgrade or some kind of thing with their website, and they didn't communicate it well at that moment to investors. Nothing actually happened. It was just um, what they were seeing. And the good news, by the way, Gregory, is that is Robinhood misapplied 
their description of SPIC insurance. SPIC insurance is specifically to make sure that that doesn't happen. That's what SPIC insurance is, is designed for, is to make sure that your money, your shares are safe. It will not change the value of your shares. Your shares will still go up and down, but you can be safe that you can leave those in electronic form and not have to worry about the fact that um, that you're not holding onto a certificate. It's actually way more dangerous to hang onto the actual certificate than it is to leave it in electronic form. And that's what SPIC insurance helps with. In just a second, we'll have our takeaways from today's show. But uh, while Bobby's getting her thoughts together, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor, Joust, because if you're somebody who either has a side passion project or you're somebody who has been in business for a while, you want to check out Joust. If you've thought about starting your own business, maybe you weren't sure where to begin Well, ensuring a steady income is always going to be one of the first things you're going to think about and could be the reason why you don't eventually take the leap. You get too worried that people might not pay or they'll pay slowly. That can be a big issue. Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Not only do you get all the regular business banking you get with anybody else, but Joust makes it even easier than that. PayArmor, Joust's invoice payment guarantee product, supports the 71% of people in the gig economy economy that is experienced non-payment. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. Actually, you can even just use that code to check it out and see what it's all about. Try.joust.com forward slash MWF and enter the promo code money with friends. You'll get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF. And it is interesting. Joust is so revolutionary and different. I'll tell everybody this. When I first heard about Joust, I didn't get it. And now we asked Joust to sponsor this program, and I was so happy that they said yes to us. But it's because of the fact that once I got it, (laughs) why why would I not use Joust? Like what what what? There there is there's no downside. There's nothing worse than not getting pay you are entitled to and that is due to you. It's it's absolutely horrible. All right, Bobby, what's our takeaway today? Okay, so Joe, I just want to say I get what you're saying long term, but at the end of the day, people do have the right to day trade if they want. People have the right to buy the market on the dips if they want, and they should be able to. And I can't say that they should get what they paid for. So that's really where we have trouble here <laughs> because they're not paying for it. So here's the thing, guys. Maybe you should pay for it so that you have some sort of legit beef when you don't get what you in that case, pay for, right? It's free. So it's really hard to complain when something is free. So my question is, is it really worth it on days like this to not be able to trade when, as it is your right, you decide you want to do this stuff? What if this was, this is even worse, a down day for the market because statistics show that people hate losing money a lot more than they like making money. So if this was a losing day, oh my goodness, this would really be a thing. So On that note, I'm going to share some cliches. Maybe you want to add to some, Joe. Cliche number one, you get what you pay for. Number two, there is no such thing as a free lunch. And of course, an old favorite, buyer beware. You should have said spoiler alert on those. Because those are are all spoilers. You get what you pay for, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pay for something, then you can complain about it a little bit, right? It is true. I used to be frustrated as a financial planner when people wouldn't want to pay a financial planning fee. They clearly needed it 
we hit it off and then they wouldn't want to pay a fee. And then some of these people would say, well, X company over here, usually a company selling life insurance and annuities will put together a plan for me for free. Yeah, because they're going to charge you more. You just won't see it because everyone has to get paid or they can't live. The person you do business with has to have income or they will not be able to to sustain their business. So it's about where is the revenue coming from? And you should always ask somebody where they're getting paid. Clearly, Robinhood is not getting paid from you. We know they they do other things to get paid. My my takeaway is just going to be to riff on that point, Bobby, which is that there there is no downside. There is no downside when trading is free to comparing everything else that comes with your brokerage platform. What else do I get? When I look at whether it's, I mean, I can name them all, but if you look at any other trading platform out there, they're all free now. And you compare the features and benefits of those platforms to what Robinhood is offering now. I don't know why you're still there. I don't have any idea why you're there. And and that's just on features and benefits. And then problems like this happen. And it's not a Robinhood problem, guys. It's a problem with everything in your life. Take a look at features and benefits and what you pay and make the best choice. I have not found a reason why this particular company right now would be your number one choice. Very well said. And 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 ugly. And I hate saying that about companies, but yeah. I, I hope Robin Hood gets their act together. I hope so. Because I don't it doesn't seem like their clients are leaving. Which, you know, look, it's it's America. I want every company that is, you know, going to be honest. Um, and legit to succeed. I think we want uh, we want our economy to be good and we want companies that employ people to do well, but we want them to do right by their clients. Today, we were hanging out on YouTube. If you want to hang out with us over here, head to youtube.com and put in Money with Friends in the search engine. You can sign up uh, there and you'll see when we go live or you can toggle the uh, settings to see when we go live. If you'd like, you can also help us with our polls that Bobby runs over on Instagram. How can people find us there? Follow us on Instagram and also on Twitter at Money Friends Pod, where if you stick close to the stories, you can participate in the polls and the questions that we share here live on the show. And you can find out more about the show at our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. I'm super excited about tomorrow for two reasons. Reason number one is because Bobby's going to be here with one of our thought leaders who's joining you tomorrow. You're catching me. Oh my goodness. Who is joining <laughs> tomorrow? Um, it's, it's Aaron Lowry. Aaron Lowry. Aaron Lowry from Broke Millennial. Broke Millennial thing. That will She's be the best. That will be fantastic. So that's reason number one, I'm happy. Reason number two, I'm happy is because while Bobby is here with Aaron Lowry, I will be at Disney World, literally. So I will see you guys in a few days. I did not know that. I learned so much here, So fun. Have fun. Bye-bye. Bring hand wipes. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. 
You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.